This is a podcast from Rover. It's the Slam Dunk. With MTA. For all things auto, look for the blue MTA badge. So the focus might be on where is Chris Luxon and what is happening to this fraught coalition before it's even formed. But just for a moment, check out what's happening across the aisle with Labour. And they are melting down real bad. It's in a major tailspin or crisis of their own making. Chris Hipkins may have been elected unopposed to the job that no one wants as Labour leader and the opposition leader. But the knives have come out and this is not unusual for parties who find themselves booted into opposition. The blame game starts. The finger pointing, the blame game has started. And I can guarantee you it'll be nasty and unseemly. And no party melts down and hangs out the dirty washing in full public view, quite like Labour, who play for keeps in these stakes. They win awards for self-implosion each time they enter these dangerous waters and they really have entered them all right. And just so you know, the soulless, desperate, bottom-feeding sharks in the media like us, and especially the press gallery, they circle as the starving pack, and they line up to cause maximum damage. They honestly dribble at the mouth as they scrap over the dead carcasses, looking for signs of life, like undernourished hyenas devouring their first and last meal. It's not a pretty time. It's pure survival time of the fittest and the most desperate. They will go to great lengths to stay in the game. And this can go on for years and years until the party finds the right person to contest that election. Here's the even worse bit. Labour and Hipkins are only at the very start of that period of continued and exhausting infighting, the never-ending downward spiral, which only stops because there's nowhere else to sink to. Boy, you've got to be a special type of odd to survive the journey along this unsettling rocky road highway of internal destruction. They ain't seen nothing yet. I've seen this with National and Labour in opposition, and I was there when Labour was at rock bottom in 95, when a group of senior MPs knocked on Helen Clark's door to tell her she had to go. Gone, you're gone, Helen. Her response was this. She froze. She stared them down. She scared the shit out of them by going nowhere. She immediately promoted all her detractors to positions around her, and she eventually won in 1999, but only after surviving a 27% vote in 1996, which is effectively the same as Chippy. Sadly, he won't survive. These old school politicians were tough as teak, and they had rat cunning. The new ones had the resilience of the 12 and 13 year old 200 meter runners I watched at the school athletics, collapsing at the end of a 35 second sprint thinking they'd scaled a mountain. Too much device time, not enough time on the grind, missing leg day too often in favour of another hour of the couch, pondering the latest egotistical wanker that they're watching on TikTok. One outgoing Labour MP, this is important, a very senior one, has come to me and told me Hipkins was, quote, an utterly useless leader, is what this outgoing MP told me. Wow, I never asked for the info or push for it at all. It just blurted out. Who needs enemies in politics with friends like that so close, so unguarded and so viciously disloyal? It doesn't stop there. Helen White, MP for Mount Albert, just, has sent an email around that has been leaked, blaming Hipkins for the party's poor showing in Mount Albert. What a cheap cop-out from her team. From a carpetbagger who underperformed and turned up a week out from the election, hooting a horn with the support of three, of which two didn't really want to be there, at the corner of the St Luke's Road intersection, which, by the way, is not even inside the electorate. That's for future reference. Analyst MP and a former police minister, Ginny Anderson, is facing nasty bullying allegations against younger volunteer staff members, which she isn't denying, and she's promising to work to fix the hurt. What a mess. Anderson will be quietly demoted and exited stage left if Labour knows and does what is right. And we don't even know what the rest of the crap flying around is, but there's sure to be it. Chippy will need all his defences working because the next, however long he survives, will test everything he stands for and everything he's made of. I personally like him, and I find him personable. The shy, polite man who couldn't resist the top job once he knew he could get it without a fight or having to go to the New Zealand people. My message to him is based on seeing all this before, and take it or leave it, Chippy, but here it is. Don't forget your own principles, mate. Keep your kids and your family close, and know sometimes staying in the fight is not actually worth it. The stuff that matters truly is at home, and Tony with the eye hopefully is telling you something quite similar. It won't end well, mate. So look for the off-ramp uh, when the time suits you, but never forget to prioritise yourself, your well-being and your family. 
You bravely took on the job that many wouldn't, but they're happy to chip in from the sidelines. For you, you had a place at the fight, a place at the table, and not many can say that. Remember to consider yourself and the ones that you love. Your party and your MPs will not love you. They won't even credit you with anything when it's all over. I know it sounds brutal, but it's true. And I know this because it is the truth and I've said it before. And I only say this because I don't want you to lose everything along the way. Keep the truly important things close and never lose your sense of humour along the way. I say to you, good luck.